You're listening to DraftKings Network. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. It is not safe, Shana. Yeah, the law abider it's has logged on. <laughs> it's fine. I, it's not like you're driving with a sock. Down. You're not sliding around the pedal. Your feet have fine grips on a pedal. Like... What do you? What if like, you get pulled over? <laughs> it's it's legal in most states. It's only in some states that you can't do it, and it's legal here. And if I got pulled over for that, I'll just and it's not legal for whatever reason that day. They're like, ah, oh, we changed the law. I'll just cry. No one wants to deal with me crying. Here's me like this, please. Hey everybody, welcome back to Too Many Men. My name is Allison Lucan. This is our final episode before everyone takes a well-deserved holiday break and gets into the eggnog. So let's check in. I am, as always, joined by one of the most intrepid reporters who will not be deterred by any sort of crap that gets thrown her way, can pivot on a dime, and always stays creative, Sarah Sivian, who is also dog-watching. Sarah, how are you today? Yeah, deterred is a good uh, adjective to describe how I am, but I guess we all make it through. (laughs) And of course, we would be nothing without the perfect time manager, task completer, incredible writer, and fantasy team with two dogs, Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. Hi. I was on time today. Just let the record show. And we're very proud of you. We we can't spin the wheel. We can't spin the wheel. There's no entrant today (laughs) into the why is Shayna late trivia. Although Shayna and I are officially in a fight because Shayna set Jeff Merrick up to set me (laughs) up to look bad on his show. What happened? So I went on Jeff Merrick's show yesterday. And then at the end, he he starts off and he says, I have two questions for you. One I'm going to save for the end. And then he says, okay, my last question I'm going to get to, someone texted me, um, I'm not going to say who it is, but why is it Shayna? And then proceeded to call me out for not approving of barefoot driving. Yeah, no, he, a while ago when you were going to be on the show, I was like, you have to get Allison. And I started listing things that we disagree on. And I said barefoot driving. He's like, why doesn't she like that? And I was like, she hates it. So then when you said you were going to be on the show, I immediately texted him. I'm like, make sure you ask Allison about barefoot driving. And I sent him the clip of you disapproving of it. So I'm I, I'm very glad he delivered. It is not safe, Shayna. Yeah, the law abider it's has logged on. <laughs> it's fine. I. It's not the like you're driving with a sock. On. You're not sliding around the pedal. Your feet have fine grips on a pedal. Like, what do you? What if like, you get pulled over? <laughs> it's it's legal in most states. It's only in some states that you can't do it, and it's legal here. And if I got pulled over for that, I'll just. And it's not legal for whatever reason that day. They're like, ah, we changed the law. I'll just cry. No one wants to deal with me crying. They're just going to be like, just leave. Yeah. So I'll anyway. I'll my toes and I'll be like, sup. <laughs> like, and they'll be like, there the you go. You're good to go. the stupidest debate we've ever had. But here we are. All right. So um, anyway, back to actual things that we want to talk about here. Um, 
We are, as I said at the top of the show, we're going to take some time, my friends. So we're going to give you a, a chock-a-block episode today. And then we will be back after the new year. Uh, we're at our best when we're able to recharge, and hopefully you are too. So we hope everyone takes a little time. Uh, spend it with people you love, your chosen family, your born-to family, if that's your thing. Um, and we'll see you in the new year. But uh, let's get to the content we do have for you before we take that break. Sarah, it's your favorite segment. Bit O News. Bit O News. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, uh, we want to make sure that we're talking about what's going on in the women's game, just as like we talk about what's going on in the men's game. And no one um, in the hockey sphere, in my opinion, covers the women's game better than Shayna Goldman. And Shayna, take us through your couple headlines that you've brought up here. I know this one, but this first one was the talk of the town when it came out. It's great news. The PHF announced that they will be increasing their cap, doubling it to 1.5 million per team. Walk us through this announcement and what it means and what this means for the game and the players. Yeah, so this past year, we saw the increase in the PHF, and it was a game changer because we're seeing players get way more in their salaries than ever before. You know, anytime women can be paid for what they're doing, it's a good thing. The more they can be paid, the better. And obviously, it's a process. We know that. And it's really interesting, too, because we're seeing players uh, starting to really understand their value. This was something I know Mike Murphy's done a ton of work on, and, you know, Cap Besties is up, and it has a lot of salaries from players who have been willing to share them. So it helps, you know, figure out a baseline for what players are worth, because the big question this summer for some players was, what am I worth now in this Cap world? And, you know, we would look at it and say, here's what a starting goalie should make. Here's the baseline from the NHL. Here's the comparable for the PHF. So the same thing is going to be true, you know, this time around. So it's really exciting to see that there's more money and more players can start getting paid what they're worth. You know, any anything is, you know, a good thing. And wasn't there, a, I thought I saw Mike Murphy point this out, correct me if I'm wrong, that we believe some contracts have clauses that if more cash comes into the team's, their salaries will increase because some contracts were written to percentages of cap, not just straight dollar amounts. That's a great thing. That's huge because you can have it that you'd say 7% of the cap should be dedicated to your second defender. So now you can easily bump that up. That's why I think it's so important to have that baseline across all sports and figuring out what a core should be worth, things like that. Like it's, it's important because you can easily, you know, change it up for whatever the money comes in. So any player that has that is in really good shape. Awesome. Now, you know, this is exciting, but it is still a total cap per team of, and I'm going to say just 1.5 million. You look at this comparable to even NHL player salaries, um, which we know are even some of the smallest in pro sports in general. And here we are with an entire team getting paid what is equivalent to an entry-level contract in the NHL. Sarah, what's your take on the good, but the work still to come as far as this money going into the women's side? Yeah, there's so much work still left to come. But as you said, it is good like to have progress in this situation. Like I, I do think, oh, it's not enough. And we can whine about that, which I have already, but I already have. And I'm going to be great. I'm going to practice gratitude for the first time <laughs> in my life and be happy because it's just like, it is kind of a big move in the right direction, if you ask me. Yes, I don't yes. Know. 
for sure. There is also good news in terms of other things to celebrate, and that is that the PHF is holding their all-star game in 2023 in Toronto. It is going to have three teams, the American team, the Canadian team, and the global team. I'm reading this um, via a tweet from Dan Rice at D Rice Hockey, and it's going to air on ESPN2 and TSN. Shana, women's hockey expert, walk us through this news and the significance of it, please. Toronto is the so- uh, center of the hockey universe, so anytime you can have something there, it's a good thing. Good I know, job. You I, brought I, it I mean, back. You brought it back. I brought good it job. back. The pro, we're not just a pro Leafs podcast, it's a pro Toronto podcast. Like, I think it's really cool because one, it's in a city where there is a team, because we've seen it before where the all-star game goes where there aren't teams because you're bringing women's hockey somewhere else. But anything the PHF can do in Toronto is a good thing because it has a ton of people. It has a ton of hockey fans. And the more hockey fans that can, you know, start watching the Six and be a part of it, the better. Like, I think it's good to mix in areas where they don't have a team and they don't have a presence and teams that they do. If they rotate that every other year, I think that could be really cool. Um, And, yeah, I like the addition of the global U.S. versus Canada. Like, we we all talk about we want to see the best on best as much as possible. A lot of the PHF players are not the ones we see on the national team. So I think it is cool to see, like, the best of the American players, the best of the Canadian players. Because, you know, the more we see the best, the best players, the better it is. So these are going to be, you know, the best American players in the PHF. I'd be very curious if we start seeing them, you know, stand out a little bit more elsewhere. We, we have a couple, you know, national players in Boston, like Lauren Gable. So I just want to see, like, where it can go from here. What events do you want to see? I, I love, one. like, the hardest shot. I love the accuracy. We saw it, too, in the PW a couple weeks ago. The players just absolutely crushing it. We see them with, you know, comparable numbers to the NHLers, and everybody forgets, like, how good these, you know, these players are, regardless of whether it's women or men playing. So... Uh, I think all of like the standard all-star events are fun. And with the PHF, there's always that fun twist with like the breakaway challenge where they dress up and the goalies try their like biggest saves, biggest tricks, like throwing out windmills out there. So I think that's exciting because it's a way to show a player's personality. What do you want to see, Sarah? Yeah, I like the accuracy and I like like the speed events because they are fucking fast. And I, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to, I think, that stuff more than even the games themselves. So, yeah. as always. But, like you said, showcasing the personalities. I feel like All-Star in the NHL is barely even about the events, right? It's about, like, kind of having more personality from the league stars and getting to ask them fun questions and having, like, the fit, the fits in Toronto. I'm looking forward to those, okay? There we the go. The six always dress sharply. There you will. You'll have to do a special uh, uh, style rankings just for the All Star. I was going to a few weeks ago with the Pride because the Six were in town, but I just like had a health, not a health scare. I like had a COVID scare and I couldn't go. But (laughs) you know what they should bring back? I was just talking to someone about All Star games the other day. They should bring back the live draft. Remember when they used to do that in the NHL? Yeah. They should bring that back. That would be amazing. That would be fun. Go in the dark pub. And like, <laughs> yeah. like throw your tricks out there. It's the all-star game. And there's, there is still more women's hockey coming. Uh, the rivalry series uh, was just in LA on uh, what is today? I don't know. Time has no meaning. Monday night. Um, Hillary Knight getting feisty with Marie-Philippe Poulin was incredible. I mean, just great, great hockey happening. There's um, the, the PWHPA is going to be playing in 
Pittsburgh next. So please make sure to watch this. Please make sure to pay attention to these incredible athletes. We're so lucky to be able to see them up close if they come by you. Moving on, um, Sarah, this headline was built for you. Our dear friend Drake <laughs> bet on Argentino to win the World Cup, but still somehow managed to lose. The Drake curse remains real. Your take. Like, why does he even announce what he's betting on now? He's such a goofy. Like, someone called him a goofy. He's just this, like, guy from the GTA. Did you guys see the video of him on a boat? And he's like, he has that little Canadian accent. And he's like, I'm not performing for free. It's like, oh, my God, this is the corny. This is the, we have to find, I'm sure Jeremy can find the clip. I think Jeremy did, has something to do with the start of this curse. By the way, oh, he I need to figure out what our producer has to do with this. He posted the, it on um, Twitter and was like, people forget I started the Drake curse. So, Jeremy, what is that all about? I don't know. But find the clip of Drake saying, I'm not performing for free. He had this Canadian accent I can't do, but he's just very Canadian. You're not performing for free? <laughs> he needs to stop talking about what he's betting on. He did you see the necklace? What is it? Forty two yeah. diamonds. Come on. Come on. Can you imagine betting a million dollars and losing? I cannot bet even. No, I don't think I've ever bet more than twenty dollars on a single thing. And even that gave me literal anxiety. Yes. A million dollars to be especially knowing your track record. And it's just. I, I like. It's, it's, it's incredible. It is so incredible. He brags about things too soon and it always fucks him. And it, it's. Argentina should be like so lucky they still won yeah. even though he bet <laughs> so on them. True. Like if I'm a team, I'm calling if I I would try to like befriend his manager and be like just don't let him bet on us, please. <laughs> please don't let him bet on us. Whatever you whatever you do. And if I'm his money manager, I'm betting opposite of him constantly. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. that's a real conversation. Like who is yeah, his bookie? Like, who is his confidant? Who is telling him cuz it's not he's not just like I'm going to wake up and bet on this team. Like I mean he has enough money to consult people and yeah, is he, he just going on vibes alone are his vibes just terrible because like yes. like i five seconds ago said i couldn't imagine betting a million dollars if i was his money manager and i would imagine if you're his money manager you make a lot of fucking money i'd be like i will drop a thousand dollars opposite him every single time probably more than a thousand <laughs> they probably make a lot more money but like we're talking small peanuts here because some of us can't wrap our heads around the one million dollars but think about it I, I would make more money doing that i feel like betting against him than i would doing any job for him I am like could, so balls deep in Britney Spears conspiracy theories now that I, my brain is like, is Drake really corny to hide something? What is he hiding? Because oh. he's like, maybe he's just like really corny. So everybody talks about how corny and bad at betting he is and not like the secret third thing. I, I, I'm still caught up though. Do you really call it confident? I did. I did. I did notice that. It's confidant. I thought that was the French <laughs> version. <laughs> We need to know who Leon Dreisaitl's confidant is <laughs> going forward. <laughs> and uh, what do you call Maddie Bernier's? Uh, Maddie Bernier. <laughs> it's okay. Because he doesn't live down the street and knows half my friends. Like, Maddie B. Call... I'm like, Matt, it's Matthew Bernier. <laughs> we call Tage Thompson Tajay, so it's okay. Tajay Thompson. Every time we do it. And like, our friend tried to mock us the other day and was like, look what Tagey's doing. And we're like, who? What'd you say? Deiji? Deiji? <laughs> like, There's no accent. It's no... <laughs> yeah. No, he's... 
So he can't understand Taylor Hall and Tyler Sagan. It's Taylor Sagan and Tyler Hall. Oh, every time he says it, he also thought Jacob Truba. His name was Jakob Truba, and I'm like, Chris, if his <laughs> name was Jakob, it would be spelled J A K U B. It's spelled Jacob. He's from like Michigan. He legitimately <laughs> thought his name was Jakob. He's like a walking, talking user error. It's like Mean <laughs> Girls. I'm from Michigan. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of Jakob, uh, Jakob Truba is the $8 million man with two goals, um, but they have a story around them. Um, Shayna, talk us through, I guess it's the second goal, right, that's more interesting right now. So walk us through um, a player who apparently is worth $4 million per score here this season. Amazing. That's a job I want. Fuck Drake's money manager. Now I want to be a goal scorer. I want one NHL goal for $4 million. I'll be set for fucking life. Um, so against the Blackhawks, we all know Andreas Fantasio was talking shit about Truba after a hit that nobody liked. And then he threw his helmet, fired his team up. Now everyone's you know, all excited because the team's been winning since. You know, that's, that's your leadership right there. But Truba's had a pretty terrible season. He's playing through injury. He's not helping his team. And then he finally broke through against the Flyers with an empty net goal. Follows it up with a goal against an actual goalie when the Rangers crush the Blackhawks. And the spiciest part of it is that he goes back to Fantasy and is like, do you want the puck? I That is that is a shit talking I crave in this league. It's amazing. I, need more I love of it that. so much. I love it now so much. Now go for it. If you're going to say something about him, and look, Fantasy is right. Right to make fun of. Anyone is right to make fun of a player. I love it when it's like, you know, we heard it years ago, like you're irrelevant, things like that, or making fun of like that they can't live up to their salary. Like that's, that's, you know, good shit talking to me. Truba deserved it. So the fact that now that he had the goal and could dish it back, like it just, it was all of it. Just perfect. Sarah, any thoughts on Jakob Truba? More like Truba, Truba, Truba. <laughs> yeah, he needs more, like more, more European trouble. last name. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Um, I am very tired. I think... That's my captain. Um, I, all these think pieces about him uh, and the leadership and whatever. It's like good. I, I don't know. Good for him. Maybe like I'm sure he is that guy behind the scenes. But this has been an inconsistent and struggling team. And I like actually hot take when I don't know if this is a hot take, old man take. I like when your captain isn't like your leading goal scorer or anything like yeah. that. But I don't like when your $8 million man isn't your leading goal scorer. So yeah. I don't know. And he's never been like the guy that's going to score a bunch of goals, but I do think he's going to have to do a little better. And like, you think he'd step up in certain ways when the team is a little inconsistent. He did. He threw his helmet. He threw oh. his helmet. He fought twice because he's providing nothing on the ice because he was playing through injury and mm -hmm. you know as the coaches yeah. like to say that's your playoff mentality in november that's just dragging it out instead of like getting it over with and so this is this is how you do it when you're hurt you fight more you don't and i think too like it was even said like you know some reporters know what the injury is but they can't say what it like it's like oh god no one wants to talk, you know but he's playing through it that's what did we expect from him like i don't know yeah he should be, if, if what I would expect from him is to be a number one defenseman. And even in New York, yeah. you have Adam Fox, who now makes more than him, too, and is way better than him. Even if he was the number two to Adam Fox, that would be something. But he's not. He's four, five, which isn't saying much because the six that they've had, they've rotated in and out, hasn't been very good. So, you know, last year looking at it going like, well, he's better than... Tenorti is better than Nemeth. Like, that's not saying much. And he's had moments where he's been 
good, but not good for his salary, which again, I hate to compare players to their salaries, but it's a it's a big one. You know, it's just not good for the role. It's not good for what the Rangers need him to be, even if you take the money out aside. Like, they need him to be a shutdown defenseman or a two-way defenseman or anything that's top four caliber, and that's been suspect for a while. Well, we also have in our BitO news some injuries to report, unfortunately. Uh, first, uh, on December 17th, the Jets, who have been just lighting up the league this season, announced that Blake Wheeler underwent groin surgery from a shot on the Thursday prior, and that was in Vancouver, and that Wheeler will be out for at least a month. Now, he played through the third period after taking the shot that caused the injury, but he is, of course, now out for a month. Now, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how they can even be thinking that groin surgery you can return from in like a month. That seems like completely irrational to me. Um, but Sarah, what do you think this does for the Jets? Now, they've played without him since. Um, they lost in Seattle. I think they did. Who else have they played since? Is that the only game? But um Thoughts on what this does to the Jets as they get through the next month without one of their primary players? Yeah, it seems like the injury bug is kind of hitting everyone. I think, is Blake Wheeler one of their primary players? Or could this be a good opportunity for him to pave the way for another good player on the Jets? Look at you. Look at this. I'm just asking some questions. I, Interesting. I the think conspiracies are abounding today. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I think it's a good test for this team, right, because they have been really good this season, and Bonus has been a great coach for them, I think. And I think in a roundabout way, it has made Wheeler a better player that he isn't captain anymore because he can just focus yep. and he's not. He isn't the primary guy, but he is one of the glue guys, and everybody still loves him. And they've had some type of chemistry in this locker room that they've all talked about. So it's going to be a big test, but big boy teams go through big boy tests. Shana, your thoughts on no Blake Wheeler with the Jets, which honestly, my God, like I'll pay you each $100 if he comes back in five weeks. Like, there's no way. There's no way. There. Yeah, I don't understand injury timelines anymore because they're all fake. Um <laughs> I, I'm a really big Blake Wheeler fan. I like him as a player. I like him as a person. I like the things he said when he got the captaincy stripped from him because he handled it like a champ. And I think he's great for the locker room. He was having a really good bounce back season too. My fantasy team also loves him. So we're a little bit upset. I was like, I found out I was like in the store and I just stopped in the middle of the store to like adjust my lineup so I could get him out quickly because I was like, I need production if you're not going to be there, friend. Um, and that's what we care about here, my fantasy team. But no, Obviously. it's... It, it's a good chance for someone to step up, that's for sure. And it's a good test for them because the Jets have been going. I think teams that deal with adversity, if you're going to deal with it, deal with it in the beginning of the season, figure out your shit, and just like learn who your contributors are going to be. They're, they've been doing it without Ehlers for a while, and they've been really good, and it's allowing players like Cole Perfetti to get more minutes. So if that can happen again and they can have, you know, it's going to strengthen, let's say, their third line. Wheeler's healthy, Ehlers is healthy you have a really good third line when everyone else jumps back down or you just have a better distribution of scoring. So that's a good thing. And I think it's something the Jets are going to need down the stretch. Like their competition is going to be tough. Even if they maintain first place all year, you know, they need to show they're more than just Helen Buck and they're starting to. So now here, here's a big chance to do it. And Ehlers is returning. He's on the ice now and practicing. So I think, I mean, that's huge. I mean, I'm not going to... Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I'm being kind of insensitive about injuries, but I do... 
think so many teams have gone through really bad injuries. Like you've got the Avs with both McKinnon yes. and Landis Cog out, and now Nishkinen and um, what's his fit? Ro- Evan Rodriguez are back. So that's give and take there. But then you had the Bruins at the beginning of the season, and you have uh, Columbus. Yeah, and Columbus. There's a lot yeah. going on. So I'm going to say, like, the Jets are going to have to figure it out without yep. Wheeler, especially when Ehlers is returning. Yeah, 100%. you're getting your best forward back. That's huge. And yeah. also you're getting offense from, like, look at Josh Morrissey. He's scoring at, like, more mm-hmm. than a point per 60 more than last year. And, you know, whether he can maintain it, I don't know. But, like, you're getting it elsewhere, so that's a good thing for them. Yes, it's less of they don't need Wheeler and more of I believe in them regardless. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the Jets have been for real, despite what we all thought going into this year. So it'll be interesting to see how they um, adapt. One other injury I just wanted to mention quickly. Honestly, unfortunately, there isn't really a lot to dissect with this team. um, But Cam Atkinson has announced that he will be out for the remainder of the season. Well, he didn't announce it. (laughs) The Flyers did. Um, But he's having surgery. From the little that I saw reported, it it sounds scary. It sounds like it's some sort of nerve issue related to his neck and his his arm. So um, I obviously have covered that player in the past. And so I, I truly wish for the best for him. But the Flyers are a disaster. So. It is what it is. Allison, can we ask you about your thoughts on Torts benching Kevin Hayes and that whole saga? Or is that, am I putting you on the spot here? No, I, you know, because you know what? Like, I I haven't, I want to read Charlie's article on it. I saw, I saw the quotes come through Twitter. I haven't read Charlie's piece on it yet. Honestly, I'm a little confused. Um, that's not a play out of the playbook of Torts that I've seen in the past without there being another narrative around the player before of something he's trying to fix or a message he's trying to send. I guess, you know, it's been reported that this was a topic of conversation that Torts had had with Hayes before it actually happened. So it sounds like whatever Torts was looking for, he had set those expectations, but it's curious. I don't, I don't know. Um, But Torts always does something with a purpose. So who knows? Um, I, I will say I like that there's a whole discussion about, like, you know, like, I mean, I know Keith Yandel said they should bench him. And I kind of like right. the back and forth, right? Like that there's a discussion yeah. about what's happening. So I don't know. I know Torts can handle that. So yeah. he yeah. doesn't really it's, care. <laughs> it's curious to what's going to happen with Hayes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead. No, go. Um, you know, you look at like, he signed this major contract in Philly and you can make the argument like he was never going to be that kind of player, but they offered him that massive deal. And like, he is a legitimately good center. Like he, he is so smart. He's so patient and he has like great playmaking skills and it's really translated to the other end of the ice. Like he's a good penalty killer because he can slow everything down and just take control. And I don't think we've seen enough of Kevin Hayes playing to his strengths in Philly because of everything going on around him. And he's been their one of their best players this year, but you know, I'm curious what the what the Flyers' plan is, how they're going to figure out cap space, and if he were to get bought out or get traded, if they could figure out some way for him to kind of, like, revitalize his career elsewhere, I'd be curious because I just don't think their timelines are ever going to line up. Right, right, for sure. And, I, you know, I'm with you, I'm with you Sarah, too. I appreciate that, honestly, that well, honestly, honestly, that everyone's being honest in the media. You know, Kevin Hayes isn't just sitting there either being like, Cody Hum, well, you know, whatever. Like, let's whatever's going on, let's understand what the hell's going on. So I find it all fascinating. I think that actually gets at why I like Torts, right? Because it's like, I'm not afraid to, like, no, he doesn't care if I criticize him. Like, I could still interview him the next day and we could actually talk about it and he would say something. Like, I I think it's interesting and it's not saying the same stuff. Like, there's some Uh, transparency there and 
some things to consider. So I don't 100%. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, that ends our very voluminous bit o news uh, going into the holiday break. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. This episode is brought to you by Chevrolet. Now's your chance to support a team with real grit. The Chevy ZR2 family of off-road trucks. The first ever Silverado HD ZR2 joins the all-new Colorado ZR2 and the Silverado ZR2 for a commanding lineup of off-road ready trucks. Equipped to take on anything this season throws their way. Visit Chevy.com to learn more. Jewelry can say many things on your wedding day. As a wedding band, it can say, this is a forever symbol of our forever love. As a gift to your wedding party, it can say, thanks for standing up there with us. Blue Nile can help you find the piece that says it all and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, we have some hockey topics, and my friends, we thought that it would be fun to look at some of the streaks that are going on around the league using our buy-sell strategy. So I'm going to throw out a win or losing streak, and we're going to have to work on this. We'll see okay, how wait, we can do. We, can we have a definition here? I need, I need some clarification. If we're buying it, I'm, it means you we think talk it's about for it. real? Or we no, just want to talk, talk about it. Oh, okay. Correct. That's different. All right. I had it like in my head wrong. All right. <laughs> okay. So I was more concerned about you guys both saying it at the same time, but here we are. So I will say. Are you going to count us? Are you going to organize yes. us? <laughs> yes. We need like buzzers. So, so I'm going to say three, two, one, and then we'll take a beat. And then you will both say buy or sell. Just the okay. word. Okay. okay. All right. And if there's no agreement, if there's only one person says buy, it means we don't do it. What if that okay? happens for all of them? The well, podcast then we'll is over in 10 something. minutes. Yeah. Well, no, it's already been about a half hour, so we're good. Unless we've okay. been edited, unless Jeremy's fixed all of our mistakes. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Here we go. The Devils. Five game losing streak. Three. Two, one. Bye. Bye. Sarah, go. Look at us. Oh, I want Shana to take it away. She's our double okay, expert. I was curious <laughs> what she wanted to say. Uh, so it's a little interesting because, like, the Devils started the season as, like, one of the most dominant teams in the league. And if you look a little below the surface, you could see, and this does happen with teams that win a lot, is that they can get a little complacent, a little stagnant. And we see the gap between their expected goals for and their expected goals against getting a little bit closer as of late, it could be because they're going against top competition a little bit more. They did have a softer schedule, but it's even, you know, there's games that they're not popping off as much as they should. Sometimes they're getting goalied like against the Flyers, but I'm sure it weighs on the team. It's interesting. They scratched Damon Severson, too. He had a really costly giveaway. And like he's a player that when he fucks up, it's it's huge. Like you could look at last year. He had he 
<laughs> like look like shit to Mitch Marner, and that's what you remember about him all season, even because like we're all inherently biased, even though he's very good. But I don't know if it was like an accountability thing and like letting everyone know, like, hey, he's good all the time. You fuck up though, there are consequences. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they rate this ship. I think they'll be fine, but you know, they have to figure out a way to like beat these trends and start pushing up below the surface, or I don't think it's gonna matter for them. Yeah, they have so much insurance from early on in the season, but you do wonder about these types of streaks. And then that was the question, like, is it going to be good enough from what they did in the beginning of the season? And it's like, I I do think it gives them confidence, but they're going to have to figure it out really soon. 100%. 100%. All right. Here we go. Option number two, the Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks are on a seven-game losing streak. Please say what I want you to say. Three, two, one. So... Good. That I didn't want. To, I mean, what is there to say? I was like doing reverse psychology. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, here we go. The Rangers. We've talked about them a little bit already, but they, thanks to Jakob Truba's throwing of the helmet, <laughs> are on a seven-game winning streak. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sarah, you have to go first. Okay, I want to buy this because I didn't realize they were on a seven-game winning streak, and I want to apologize for saying that they aren't doing well before. I mean, they had their <laughs> ups and downs at the beginning. Yep. Yes, the middle, for sure. The beginning, middle of the season, and now they're riding the ship, so good for them. I guess Truba is captaining, and I don't, I don't know, maybe his contract shouldn't be that costly, but if they're, if, I'm not going to fault anybody on a seven-game winning streak, no matter what's happening. Shayna? That's very fair. Uh, It's just like, it's kind of interesting because they had like the good streak. They were playing well. They weren't getting the results. Then they started changing shit and it fell below the surface and then the results went with it. And now we hear, you know, the coaching seat is hot and things like that. So, you know, everyone turns it around. The players are frustrated. It's still funny because I think there's still some like bad coaching going on. Like even they're on a win streak. They're like, we don't change the lineup after a win, but then they do when it works for them. And, you know, you get Kraftsoft back in the mix, but the spiteful move is also putting in someone like Ben Harper. So it's interesting to see, like, a lot of the decisions along the way, they're lucking out. Like, it's the kids who don't get the ice time. They're the ones changing the game. They were outstanding against the Blackhawks. They've been playing really well. And then you have Kraftsoft gets one shift with Panarin and Zibanejad instead of being on his off wing on the fourth line and immediately scores. And you're like, oh, wow instead of Barkley Goudreau as a first liner. So, like, there's still things for them to figure out, I think. And it's interesting how much they come to play against the big teams and then against the teams that it should be the easy win, they don't. I think there's, like, a mental aspect of it that has to be worked on. But, like, let's see what happens this week. Tonight's the Penguins, so the streak could be over by the time you're listening to this. And Thursday's the Islanders. Like, it's a, it's going to be a big, you know, stretch of games against a lot of Eastern opponents. Like, here you go. Step up. This is... The defining part, I think, of the season is what you do from the streak, right? Just like with the Devils. Do you fall apart? Do you get complacent? Or do you keep building so you can extend your success? Yes, we should clarify. We are recording on Tuesday. So these streaks are in place as of Tuesday, going into Tuesday night's games. Uh, All right, here we go. Next streak up for possible debate. The Carolina Hurricanes are on a five-game heater, winning all five, three, Two, one. Quickly buy. Yeah, quick buy. I have a stat. Uh, I just wrote about this. So <laughs> you have nine, a stat that we don't. And this it's is not a statty entries? stat. It's the okay, okay, stats that would be on NHLPR. <laughs> but nineteen of Carolina's first twenty-eight games of the season were on the road, and per 
Hurricanes PR extraordinaire, Mike Sondheim, shout out Sonny. 50 of the first 64 days of the season involve travel, 27 Oof. of those outside of the Eastern time zone. And Oof. I do, a lot of those games that the Canes were losing were in overtime. It was like just very peculiar, yeah. very strange. Freddie's out. Tara Vinen was out for a while, and now Tara Vinen is could do better. Freddie's still out, but Kachekov is in net and absolutely crushing oh, it. Yeah. He has like three shutouts. He's yes. one of the stars of the week or whatever they're doing. But he is making a case for number one goalie, if you ask me. He's just I, – I love him. He's electric. He is great. I think this is one of the rare times where – the away schedule really did bite them in the ass. And then they come home, they're on a 12-game point streak. So That was a quick buy. Shayna, what's that your quick, quick buy? Yeah, the goaltending was exactly what I was going to mention because Kochekov's been incredible, and I really think Great. that yeah, he's, really good. he's pushing for that. And the other thing, too, is like in the month of December, we see, I think Evolving Hockey posted this earlier on maybe yesterday? Was it Monday? I don't, I don't, what are days? Is it Monday? Today's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, today's Tuesday. Whatever. They posted it today. They posted it early this week on one of the days that end in Y. And it was showing that the Hurricanes are like the best team in five-on-five expected goal share uh, in December. Fucking wrong anymore. Im- yeah, Sorry. yeah. And they can it's it's they can they can set the pace of play, I think, this team really well. So it's interesting to see, like, we know their five-on-five dominance. We know they're having the results. And it's going to be interesting to see how they get better when Pasciotti's healthy. And they have another scorer right there because they need – any Anytime they can bring in someone with a little bit more finishing talent to just keep finishing the chances we know they can create, it's a good thing. And you see Brady Shea just popping. Popping off. That's your phrase of the day. <laughs> I love That's that. It. Um, shout out to Rod. Shout out to Trip Tracy. Happy birthday. I miss covering that team. That's all. Okay. Here we go. Next streak. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who sit in third in the Atlantic, although they have games in hand, and only a few on the teams in front of them, those being Boston, but no one's catching Boston, and Toronto, are on a five-game win streak. Tampa Bay, five-game win streak. Buy or sell? Three, two, one. Sell. I can't decide, so I guess we're Well, that sell. means, yeah, because yeah, honestly, like, yeah. It's just, it's always we the same. It. Good for them. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good for them. Yay, woo. <laughs> okay, here we go. Buffalo, the Buffalo Sabres are on a four. I did that intentionally. You guys have never heard that? No, we call, I, we call them that too all the time. So okay. I just okay. find it funny. Okay. Tajay. The Buffalo Sabres. The, yes, exactly. The Buffalo Sabres with Tajay Thompson is on a four game win streak. Buy or sell. Three, two, one. Buy. Shayna, go. I love this team. I, I really do. Like, they're the young, exciting core. We were all talking about Detroit, the improvements. We were all talking about Ottawa, the improvements. And Buffalo made their improvements, and we're just kind of see how it all clicks together. I think that they have some really smart minds in their front office, and they're doing a great job. Um, and <laughs> Tajay, what can you say? Like, incredible Hey, player. that rhymes. See, there you go. Like he's seriously the most electric player in the league right now. What he's doing is so impressive. How he's changed his game. Uh, Jeff Skinner is playing really well with him, and Alex Tuck. That first line rules, and the second line too. I, yeah, technically their second line. They have their own kid line with Paterka and Quinn and Cousins and Darlene's like hitting his stride. The wild part of it all is. They're just so good out West. I can't explain this. Like, they went out to Western Canada, crushed it. Now here they are. Vegas, no problem. Um, Colorado, they won that game. Arizona. So I hope they can keep up the momentum out East because I, I really like them as, like, I like the idea of, like, more disruptors in each division and each conference. And it does feel like the Sabres have it because they have this really good core. 
and I want to see what they could do. Could they make a move to kind of kick them up without, you know, over-accelerating like they have in the past? I'm, I want to see that happen. Sarah, your thoughts on the Sabres? I love the Sabres, but I have a toxic relationship with them because I love them too much, and then they do this to me every year, yes, right? Every Even year. in the past few years, they've had such good streaks, and you're just like, what is this team? And then all of a sudden, what did they do before? They lost seven in a row this season, and now we're all forgetting that? Guys, yes. it's like I have been burned before. Samuelson back, and they're fine. They but lost also, him, and they lost also, their I'm not fine. Colorado is depleted. <laughs> Vegas yep. can't win at home to save their life. And also Arizona. So like, I'm with them. Sarah. Like, I love them, but I need, yeah, I don't, I, I need more. I need yeah. more. I Absolutely. Need more more so. and more at home. Yes. Yes. It's going to come down to the wire, I think. And it's going to be really exciting, which is, I get, and I, I am in, enjoy it. It's highly entertaining, but I don't want to get too invested because they always pull the football out from under me. <laughs> Amazing. The football? Charlie oh my Brown. God, Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, that made sense. Sorry, that was like a sorry, like random sorry. reference that I did not even add context to. Well, no, it shouldn't need it. No offense. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I should have gotten All that right. one. Okay. No, no, welcome no, to yeah. our holiday Give episode, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're clearly showing so much love and respect for each other. <laughs> Always. Always. Here we go. The Wild of Minnesota are on a five-game win streak. Buy or sell. Three, two, one. So. All right. There we go. Again, like, the Minnesota Wild could win every game, and it'd still just be like, well, it's Minnesota. Like, it's just boring hockey. I, don't come for me. I I'm need sorry. More. There's another I, team. We need more. I need more yes. than just Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Like, I don't, well, yes. I don't want to call them boring because Capri, yeah, Zuccarello, the new man in, like, town. Right. Mr. Hattrick. Yeah. His second, was his second ever? Second I think career Hattrick. Because he's, he's too unselfish. Like, there were times, like, he'd be playing and you would watch him and they put him with Savannah at points too with, in New York because, like, here's your shooter and they worked. But, like, take your shot. It's right there. Prime scoring opportunity. He'd still be like, I'll find the perfect pass. And it would work. But, like, sometimes just take your shot. Especially, like, I get you play with Kaprizov who can do everything and anything. Yeah, I love Kaprizov. We he's not, yeah. okay, well... We said sell, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, all right. So we have one last team to possibly discuss. They're not necessarily on a streak, but they're just shocking in terms of what is going on based on expectations. And that is the Calgary Flames, who currently sit with a record of 14, 12, and 6, 34 standings points, fifth in the Pacific. And they in their last 10 are four, three, and three. The curious case of the Calgary Flames, buy or sell, three, two, one. Buy. Shayna, go ahead. They're a very odd team because we look at them and talked about how they should have the scoring depth and have it throughout their lineup and be different from last year in that way. And what's like falling short is they're not getting to the quality areas, especially even strength. Like they're not getting to that net front area. They were so good last year and the goaltending hasn't been there either. So if they can figure out how to get some goal support and Markstrom can gain some confidence, which I get why it's tough for him. Like, especially if you start losing games and we don't know what the impact of his workload, things like that. But they have one of the easier schedules right now. I got to work with Julian McKenzie on this story and it was really fun because we, they are playing all Pacific division opponents to end the year. And, you know, against the Ducks, against the Sharks, those should be easy wins for them. And even against the Kings, when you look at, you know, their issues and there's keys for them to beat pretty much everyone. 
the toughest one I think is going to be Seattle, honestly, for them. You know, it's it's can they get some momentum if Seattle doesn't score on the power play? Things like that. Like, it just it's not an easy road for them because at least one, if not two teams are ha- going to have to fall out of the playoff mix from last year if, if Seattle and Vegas make it. And right now it looks like there's a lot of good reasons to say it could be Calgary. And what's the answer? Do they add another forward? Do they move a defenseman? Do they change assistant coaches? Do they go really ballsy and change head coaches? Like, I don't think we talk enough about the impact of an assistant coach. And we see it like the Devils are a good example of it. Like you can change the tacticians while keeping the same, you know, manager of the team, essentially with the head coach. Like, what do you what do you do if you're Calgary? I don't know. The keeper of the vibes. I love that you're like, and it's so true though. If we just change every little thing about the Calgary Flames, they could be good. Right. <laughs> we just have to change the goaltending, the assistant coaches. But I know what you no, mean that it's like which, which one? It's like which one? Yeah, it's got to be one. It which really button is to push? Puzzling. Right. Because I don't right. know. Like, I don't. Th- I think it starts with the goaltending. And oh my God, Markstrom was sub 800 the other night. It was not yeah. pretty, folks. It was not pretty. It was like five goals allowed. It was not good. I feel bad for him. I feel like if they just had a few weeks to take a breather in the middle of the season, they could. But why are we being so lenient to them? Why do they right. deserve? A few uh, yeah, weeks? I don't know. Everybody could use a few weeks. They don't right. even have many injuries. <laughs> I could use a few like, weeks. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously. Exactly. So it's and like, they didn't get it together. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. That's and they didn't have say. the toughest schedule either. Right. Like they were home. If, if I remember correctly, they were home for like pretty much the entire first month of the season. So that's like a good time to try to bank points. But maybe because the team has changed so much, you know, a road trip is good. You could start bonding and, you know, develop new chemistries because so much has changed. And they went on this long road trip. Didn't work for them. They came home for a couple games and then they went all the way back at East again on another road trip. Still not enough. So it's like, okay, now, like what? It's so weird. They're this one team, I feel like Calgary, like remember a few years ago, it's like take the, taking the trains to games and trying to like dress up for games in a certain way to try to get the team to like mesh a little bit better. And they hoped if they meshed off the ice, they would on the ice too. Like, what is it about the flames? They're, they're extinguished. There you go. <laughs> All right, my friends. Wow, wow. With an insert clever sound there, Jeremy. Poor Jeremy. We, we're giving him so much work before he gets his little break from us. All right. Well, that ends our hockey talk. All kinds of fun to watch. And when we come back, we're going to be in that stretch that can make or break teams because that January month is always hard no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are in the standings. It's going to be – that's when I'm going to start to get really, really intrigued. Uh, but we will end – this episode with everybody's favorite game, Fuck, Mary Kill. And it is the holiday season. It is why we're going to be away for a little bitty. So we thought we'd do a holiday-themed Fuck, Mary Kill. And Sarah, I have decided you are going first God, okay. as our style maven. So here we go. Fuck, Mary Kill, Santa warm-ups a la the Minnesota Wild, who I just called boring, but clearly they were not in their Santa warm-ups. Holiday fits, meaning the outfits that players wear to the rink and going with a holiday flair. Or holiday mascots, when NHL mascots dress up in a holiday costume of their choosing. There you go, Sarah. Take it away. Okay, I'm marrying Santa warm-ups because the Wild are beating the boring allegations. And of course, Kirill was involved, who is not boring in the slightest. I approve of that stamp of approval. I am fucking the holiday mascots because I do think the effort has improved greatly over the past few years. You got Bowie, you've got Gritty. Has Gritty already done something or no? 
I, I haven't know, seen him yet. But I, I know he, he will. So keep an eye out for that. He's something else. And that's always fun for the kids, a little wholesome family fun. And I will kill the holiday fits because it's the same thing. Everybody has that one reindeer suit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's like there's a blue version of it for some reason and there's a green version and everybody has it. It's like we get it. Shayna? Okay. I'm going to marry the holiday fits actually because you know, once in a while you find like a good sweater that's a total banger and I feel like it's just like funny to see the holiday parties, how the players dress up. And again, it's like the team bonding stuff. We have so much fun with Halloween and like I don't expect, you know, holiday parties to come close, but it seems like some teams really do have a good time. Can't, you can't count the holiday party though. Last we year. Were very specific. These are the outfits uh, they wear to the rink. Okay. Can I then, add something? Yeah. Please. Last year, Seth Jarvis dressed up as Santa for Auntie Ranta's children and they believed Amazing. Santa. Santa. Okay, carry on. Amazing. Okay, I'll still marry it. I, I think it's any time that you can break away from the standard suit on a game day. It's a good thing. Show a little personality. Have a little bit of fun. I'll still marry it. I will fuck the Santa warm-ups. I think it was adorable seeing Kirill and Reeves walking up. I feel like Reeves is bringing a lot of good vibes to that team. Like, say what you will about his play on the ice and there's, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's not that he... I think he's fitting in better there than, honestly, he did in New York. But we know his ceiling. But it's what he brings to a locker room that makes him valuable. And it does feel like... The Wild just, like, needed a little more, like, pep in there and a little more, like, team energy because the start wasn't perfect either. So I did like that. But I'm only fucking it because, like, I don't know. Like, why is no one coming in, like, with a menorah? Why is no one, like... Look, as long as you don't say something stupid like the Hanukkah squirrel, like, that was what I used to have to be, like, tortured with in school. And I'd be like, no, if my parents sent me presents, can I not? And they'd be like, write a letter to the Hanukkah squirrel and be like, No. I would get in trouble. Right? This, 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 you are on a, a track here. Keep I'm going. I'm on track. But so honestly, I just, the, the neglect for Hanukkah in the warm-ups, like, come you on. Know what? Let me You're get a right. blue jersey. Put, put a dreidel out there. Someone spin a dreidel on the ice. Um, Who's They're Jewish? What's his name? Um, oh, he's Zach Hyman. Yeah, yeah. Zach Hyman. Yeah. Okay. Chase Prisky. He's going to the NHL. The one. <laughs> All right, Zach, if you're listening right now, can you just spin one dreidel on the ice? One Adam dreidel. Fox. Oh, yeah, duh. Okay, Adam, if you're listening as well, obviously. Make it two dreidels. <laughs> throw some Hanukkah gelt out to fans. You know, like, throw Run it in the glass. Over. We want your sticks. Like, please, oh my something. God. Have a little bit of blue out there. And the holiday mascots by Press of Elimination, I will kill because they wow. dress up for everything. Cool, have a great time. Again, they're only dressing up as Santa. I don't appreciate it. We want Hanukkah Harry, and we want him now. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this has been a journey. I am going to <laughs> I have a lot marry... of feelings about Hanukkah, okay? You, or the neglected I, I holiday. I you said you don't even hardly celebrate it the other day. And now you're, like, what do you defender mean I don't hardly, of the Hanukkah. I mean, like, we don't... We, I, we do eight nights of presents, and I have decorations, and we I made applesauce today, and we're having glockas later. Like, we're doing the thing, but, like, it's not... I feel like Christmas is such a fucking to-do, and it's, like, stressful. Oh, it is you stressful. Jewish holidays are the sure. best. Yeah, I like that this is just, like, a casual... Lights go... You know, sun's going down, light your menorah, give a present or two, have a nice time. I feel like Rosh Hashanah is a bigger event than Hanukkah, but like now Hanukkah competes with Christmas. So the kids are like, why don't I get something under the tree? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. hundred percent. And those are, those are the other holidays. I couldn't give two fucks about. I do want my deal with them, but I I don't care. Hanukkah. I care. It's nice. It's fun. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Any else, anything else on Hanukkah? 
No. Are we good? Okay. Okay, good. Good, good. Um, okay, I'm just Wow, the Hanukkah neglect from you, too. I, I, it's an epidemic. I, I texted both of you the yes, first you day, unprompted, and wished yes. you both a happy Hanukkah. Yes, so. you're the first person to do it, too, so that's very Thank nice. you. Yeah. So, Thank you. Very important. What the hell? Don't come for me. Why what? is nobody else wishing me a happy Hanukkah? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm getting really <laughs> upset today. I like no one said no one says a word about it. No one cares. Okay, so everyone, please get back to us on the socials and wish Sarah and Shayna a happy Hanukkah. And it suggest is- some Hanukkah drinks that aren't like fucking milk. My God, I asked, I asked for help because I googled Hanukkah drinks because like we're doing something later. So I was like, let's have some drinks that are like Hanukkah themed. I really didn't know what to go with. And I'm looking it up and it's like Moscow mules, but here make it Jewish. And <laughs> if you're really kosher, you can't even drink that with like your dinner or any food because you can't mix milk and cheese if you keep kosher. So that's a bad idea. Or like try something like, I don't want a dessert drink. I just want a normal blue, nice Hanukkah vibe. Okay, can I do my I FMP have a lot now? of the issues. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> just go, okay. I'm muting myself. Thank <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to be quick because I feel that there is not much more to say. But I'm going to marry holiday mascots. This is primarily driven by Bowie and his blue Santa suit. I love it so much. I desperately need a picture with him in his Santa suit. So I'm marrying holiday mascots because I'm so team Bowie. I can't stand it. Um, I am going to... I am going to fuck the Santa warmups because they're fun. And I appreciate the coordination and I appreciate like I'm going to I'm going to kill holiday fits, obviously, because here's the thing, like you can get away with no one seeing. Right. Like you can maybe go holiday spirit if you want, but then no one has to see it. Like if you go out on the ice and holiday warm ups, you are committing to the bit and you are going to just be out there for everyone to see whether you're on board or not. So um, I appreciate the point, And again, therefore, I kill holiday fits. All right, I'm not asking you two this time if we forgot anything, because who knows where we're going to go next with this. Um, (laughs) But my friends, uh, as this calendar year comes to a close, we at Too Many Men are so, so, so thankful and appreciative for all of you who come along on this ride with us and listen every week and interact with us on social and buy our merch. Uh, Every bit of merch that you buy, we turn around those monies into donations. We don't keep. What's the new merch? We have new merch. I was trying to say something nice and lovely, and now you interrupt me with the fact that we have Nintendo Switch cases. Uh, that oh my god, we men. do? <laughs> I've been like mentally off the grid, even though physically I am here. So now somebody's buy me a Nintendo Switch for Hanukkah. Yes. Nobody's even acknowledging it's my Hanukkah. Thank you. It's wow. my Hanukkah. <laughs> Okay, so anyway. please, please, please anyway. know that we have <laughs> new merch. We have new merch um, that we try and do good things with and, and give that money out to good causes and important things to make this world a better place. Um, now let's go hardcore materialistic and say, please buy Sarah a switch for Hanukkah. Please wish Shayna and Sarah a happy Hanukkah. And you can do that on social at two underscore much underscore man. You can buy our merch at Teespring. The link is in our Twitter bio. It's also on our website, TooManyMenPod.com. And we may have a holiday gift coming your way soon, my friends, in the form of another way to connect with us online. So stay tuned for that. Until then, we wish you a little bit of joy, a whole lot of happiness, a ton of good friends and good food. And until we talk again, please do something to make sure that hockey is, in fact, 
for everyone. Happy holidays from Too Many Men. Love you. Do not drive drunk. Order an Uber. What Sarah said. Bye.